Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. I don't know if you knew what you were listening to, but it's Bonehead Weekly. Did I find what? You found the record button? I did. I pushed the record. I thought you were talking about my penis. And I mean, search continues. If we could be something I was going to say, I noticed your left hand is is missing from the desk. That's because it got cut off because it it was touching my penis. (laughs) It's a lot shorter than the right one. What the hell? Well, the the thing is, (laughs) is I'm disproportionate. For you folks who are watching on the YouTubes, one arm is shorter than the other. That well, actually, that's a pretty common thing. It's just usually not that much of a difference. Well, I, 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 I try to. I've got nothing funny to say. I, right. this is what, I try. This is why when he tried oh out my for God, track, do I try? He tried out for track. He ran the quickest circle. The quickest circle because he just ran, ran the quickest circle. I don't know. Do they even have track circles? I think they're more like an oval or a. No, they're not. Oh, are James? They're not complete circle. I don't think I've ever seen a complete circle for. I mean, it's a loop. There's different types. I mean, if you're talking about a regulation Olympic one, it it is kind of. You don't know. Yes, I I do. I mean, I mean, it's not Churchill Downs. I don't know anything about shapes. That's a a horse race. Yeah, those are horses, and obviously, one man with an arm shorter than the other can't ride a horse. I don't think you know much about horses or men. With I know arms. just as much as anyone else talking. You were the, the one whole, talking then. Isn't that the whole point of secretariat? Exactly. They're called administrative assisted horses. Parents, I, went, I, went, I went in to watch War Horse and that horse never picked up gun one. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Like that. That's a Spielberg picture I like that nobody seems to talk about. Ever. No, I just wanted to. I, I, I just did my the horse's head, uh, name was Joey. I can remember that. I just in my head. I just wanted the in my mind that was a good segue to our topic. Well, our topic is is fight is fighting. Now, last week we did the fighting with the fisticuffs and whatnot. or the or the weapons, but not yeah, the, yeah, not yeah. the big weapons. But this week we got to the one I wanted to do. Going. Slap fight. He wanted to do an entire slap episode dedicated to slap fight. That's why we're, this is our Steven Seagal episode. I would have loved, actually, you know what? That might not be a bad idea for fun size. Best slap fights in film history. What do you think? Dress to kill, under siege. Slap fight is dressed to How's dressed to I didn't, kill? I didn't, I didn't mean to see hard to kill, is what I meant to say. Dress to kill is a really good De Palma picture. I don't remember John Lithgow slap fighting nobody in that. Is it John Lithgow? Yeah, it's John. No, it's, Michael Kane. Mike, it's Michael Kane. John Lithgow is in Michael Raising Kane. Whoa, your mind's blown. Michael Kane. <laughs> and then he slap fighted on deadly ground. Right, right. Yeah. And Billy Bob Thornton's it on deadly ground. You're welcome. This has been Bonehead Weekly. We'll see you guys next week. Is, is he? Yeah. Oh Jesus. He's one of the guys. He even said, this is how he described his character. I'm one of the guys he kills to get to the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. My voice is back, but I still have a little bit of a cough. I apologize to our, our listening audience. So we're talking about gunfights. Now, cinema has been chock full of guns a blazing since cinema started. Agreed, gentlemen? Even yeah. in the silent pictures, they went pow, 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 pow. We well, loved usually, guns. Was it, was, it, was it pow, 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 or was it just like one big smoke poof? Well, they just <laughs> usually, poof. you know. But what they had was a part on the organ. And see, you don't know this because when they went to sound, they removed the two little keys that were on the organs and went pow, 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 that the old lady would play while you're watching the silent film to accompany it. Right. <laughs> That's your history lesson today, James Thomas. Now, uh, who's the doctor? Me, me, it's still the degrees on the wall. You didn't make James, it disappear. Yeah, I was right. You're right, Joe. James has had the top button button. I yep. told you that slutty son of a bitch won't untop the button. <laughs> I mean, won't how does that make me slutty? How does that make me slutty? Because you're trying to hide something and you know yeah. that turns me on. Trying to hide those <laughs> nipple piercings. Yo, yo, yo. I saw that bitch's no. wrist. No, you never want to, you never do that. That's a weakness. You don't create weakness. You would not be good in the SM scene. God. That's probably fine. So yeah, anyway, I'm we good with that. Blowing shit up in America. I mean, once again, George Carlin has a joke. We're the only nation that has goddamn guns and explosions in the national anthem. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> and if you listen to the full national anthem, Francis Scott Key, we also had that uh, regrettable, I think, third or fourth verse about, you know, racism. But, but we don't play that part anymore. We don't? Or maybe you do at your meetings. Oh, my God. Don't even start with those jokes. People don't know that they're jokes. People freak out. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it is just a joke, folks. He's not allowed. He's not invited to any meetings. Nobody wants him. No yeah. fruit would have me. His head's <laughs> too large to fit in a pillowcase. <laughs> That's not true. I, my John, Here, I'll give John Stith out. I'll give him a shout out. You know, he works at that. Oh, my God. How could you do this to John? <laughs> John Stith. John Stith. Got me huge pillowcases for me to put on my pillows. <laughs> full, my, full body my dirty, pillows. Dirty pillows. <laughs> See, Carrie, dirty pillows, James. That's what you're huh. covering up with that top button, you slutty son of a bitch. Huh. Well, you know, Mick Strong's going to love this one because I know I was making fun of one another. It's his favorite. Well, I, and by the way, that's the entire thing. And as he learned when we had dinner a while back, none of this is an act, folks. This is actually how I get treated all the time. That's a true story. <laughs> he was on his either first or second margarita and he looked around at us and goes, oh, you guys aren't acting. This is how you talk to one another. Yeah. yeah. I talked to you, Nimrod. <laughs> it never occurred to me that anybody would think different. Did it occur to no. either one of you? That gives us way too much credit as being good actors. Because I am a master of totally method. Or yeah, or that we plan this shit out. <laughs> plan something. I can't be I can't be Michael Kane, but I can be Michael Cocaine. Now you're doing it wrong. It's my cocaine. Michael Cocaine. Mark Cocaine. So back to what we were saying. Guns. Been around since the creation of cinema. Yeah, And we keep putting them on there because Americans love guns. We do. This isn't a political statement. It's just true. I like guns. I like watching explosions. I like, I can't, I can't help it. I don't own a ton of guns. I don't collect guns, but watching a gun battle on the screen is a hell of a lot of fun. It is. uh, And it works in a movie. It does. Whereas, I mean, there's even though scientifically most of the time, that doesn't happen that way. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but it, it works in film because it's fantasy in film. Right. I mean, if you saw it in person, it's, it's a conversation I've had with my son because my son loves video game violence. He loves, you know, movie violence. He, he, he hit me up um, to watch Daredevil. Did he just so say his son hit him? Um, when the hell did we get it's, Dan it's a Castellaneta on the show? That's a better. That's a better timing of better than than me because you just said. Did he just say it said it? No, my son wanted to watch Daredevil, and I had okay. to think. Well, and so it's on Netflix, and I watched the first couple episodes, and I looked at my wife, and I said, "It's violent," but he plays violent video games, so we will. I I watch him before he watches him. I make sure there's nothing he shouldn't see, him. and I let him watch him. And actually, it's been great for him to watch Daredevil. Because if you watch rewatch the first season of Netflix, Daredevil, anytime he thinks he's going to be the big hero, what happens to it? Gets the living crap kicked out of it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that my, my son had, and he knew this already, that, you know, movies are fake. Movies are fake. And so if somebody pulling out a gun, firing 400 bullets in three seconds, it's fun on a movie screen. In reality... He's like, no, it would be terrible. And so, you know, the fact that my nine-year-old realizes that, but we occasionally have people in their 50s that struggle with it. I'm not just 50s. I'm not, I'm not age-shaming. We have tons of people that don't understand fiction versus reality, but neither here nor there. Yeah, why did it bring the show down? Yeah. So, what we're going to I, do- By the way, no, I'm just trying to see if we can lose subscribers. Now, let me we tell you need, my socialist. We do not need your help, sir. <laughs> let we me not- tell you about my socialist. No, I we could I'm do not. I'm not a socialist. I'm too greedy. I'm a capitalist. Through you and through. keep that top button button, you slutty, slutty, slutty slutter. Now, well, I just said I'm a capitalist. Listen, listeners, if you want me to unbutton the top button, send me $40. Or send him a picture of a capital. Any will do. No, it won't. <laughs> Don't even bring New Jersey's capital to me. See, I just alienated New Jersey. How many people can I make angry this episode? 
I was about to say, I don't think we have a ton of people in New Jersey listening to us. But anyway. They will now because they're, they want to be enraged. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch this. This guy mentions us negatively. Holy shit. Are we ready to start talking about your favorite gunfights? Sure. I'll go ahead and get started. Should we also say that there are more than three? There's so many. There are so many. Narrow it down. All I did was just go ahead and say, I basically threw my hands up and said, well, shit far. These are the three that I enjoy. Yep. That's what I had to do too. And there's episodes on it. Yeah. And there's honorable mentions that I just could not. I, I, I struggled. I just, I just said, okay, here's the ones I'm going to talk about. Yeah. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. The first I'm going to talk about is Peck and Paul's the wild bunch. I honestly, I figured that would be yours. So well, I was thinking about saving it for last and I didn't want one of you cheap sons of bitches, especially that sexy one down there with the button. Yeah. I would have done it because I knew you would have that, that scene. And we talked about the Wild Bunch in our Westerns two-part Westerns episode. But there's not only two, there's two good gun battles. There's the opening with the opening line, if they move, kill them. And then there's the end. Oh, my wedding vows. You're right. Well, it was her vow. If he moves, kill him. Kill him. Now, at the end, the four guys go to get their good friend. And they walk down the street. And they just shoot the shit out of the place. And for some odd reason, gentlemen, in my mind, I thought that gun battle lasts the last reel of the film. Do you all want to take a guess without looking and tell me how long it is? Five minutes. I want to, I want to say it's like three minutes. It's five minutes. How did you? I thought it was like 10. No. In my I, head, I, it's 10 minutes. So I didn't, I don't have the childhood. I didn't, I didn't see Wild Bunch till we became friends. And you said you should check this out. Good movie. And then I watched it a several years ago and I'm like, oh, this isn't that long. So yeah, it's it, it in just... my head, it's it in my head, it's forever, but it's exactly five minutes. And I love it. It still holds up. And this is true. When they re-released it extended with the stuff Peck and Paul cut out in the 90s, and I talked about this on the Westerns real quick. It got an NC 17. They had to go back and argue. And this was in the 90s. This movie is brutal, and the gun battle in it is fantastic, and people don't get shot just once. They get shot, get back up, and keep getting shot. So that is one of my favorite gun battles of all time in cinema. So they get knocked down. And they get up they again. They get up again because you're never going to keep them down until you put enough lead in. Well, I tell you, they spend the night pissing lead <laughs> away. Chumbawamba, you your check's great in the mail. Movie. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> That's a great scene. That's a great God, scene. I love that scene. That's not on my list, but that one scene, like this tragedy of my life and also the benefit of my life is I'll never be a, in a position where I can use that line and it actually be anything but me quoting. I would movie. love it at a staff meeting sometime. We're talking about APP. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. I just <laughs> yeah. never be able to do it. Yep. Never be able to do it. Chad, James, who wants to go next? Chad, you go. I'll, I don't want to steal anything from you. Yet. Yeah, so my first pick is a movie that actually I feel you has kind Chad's of... Chad's face in your glasses. And that wasn't weird. Yeah, that's very disturbing. I'm from Holland. Man, Isn't that me. weird? <laughs> Oof. Um, this one's going to be a cheat because I couldn't pick a scene. It's the whole freaking movie. Shoot him up. My- I son of a gun. That you was son rat bastard son of a bitch. <laughs> I was about to do that one as number two. I almost had it as my number one. That movie is so much damn fun. It really is. It, it was a start. huge dud. That came it and was. went. Nobody it saw it except us. It, and it's it, Michael Davis. It, with the writer-director, Michael Davis. It was his last film. He hasn't directed anything since. He did well, a short... He was a B-movie director. He did, like, Monster Truck or whatever it's called. Not Monster the- Man, I think. Monster Man, and it's a mon- guy killing people in a monster truck. And then he finally graduated to a full studio, and he got his shot, and he made this incredibly fun B-movie. I'm not saying this is Schindler's List, but, guys, it is an incredibly fun B-movie. No. I, With I, I, a tour de force... Performance Paul by jo- Paul Giamatti as the bad guy. Oh, God, I, and what yeah. I was going to say is 
what the the reason this was going to be my pick as well, Chad, and I don't want to steal anything from no what steal you were from going me because I want to. If you have more information, I would love to hear it because now, I don't have. A- I just love the fact that you go into a movie called Shoot 'Em Up, and the movie begins. <laughs> There's no pause. That he's sitting on a bench eating a carrot, <laughs> right? And he's got like a cup of water. And this woman who is obviously pregnant, going into labor, stumbles past him. Does he get up then? No. Then you see this car careen in and smash, and this guy gets out, and he's yelling, and he's got a gun and all that stuff. That is when our hero gets up. And from the time he stands up, the only time seemingly that he doesn't have a gun in his hand is when he puts a carrot through a man's throat <laughs> yep. and pops it down and then once he gets a gun in his hand he delivers a child with a gun in his hand he he cuts how does he cut the umbilical cord chad with the, the pistol the, next to it and fires yep <laughs> folks i just gave nothing away welcome to the first four minutes of the movie it has to be i haven't watched it in a while oh it's for four I minutes haven't either it's not even you're not five minutes in yet he sits on a bench car crashes he looks over and as she's still giving labor or going into birth, birthing process, he's shooting the bad guys that are coming and saying, you need to breathe, breathe harder, push now, push now. And he's just guns are going everywhere. He shoots a guy's arm off. It's great. And first is, four minutes, folks. Yeah. And great. again, it's hard to pick a scene because what is it? Every five mm-hmm. minutes, maybe 10, there is another gun battle. And the gun battle that precedes it is way better than the, the than the one before it. It's it's just it just keeps getting better and better. And again, Paul Giamatti as the villain. Oh man, that nipple scene! It's still disturbing to me. It, was it disturbing? Go ahead. No, was it disturbing to you all? <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've seen it. I love the movie. It's right over the shelf, but it's not one. I I'm actually kicking myself for not going back and watching it lately. So, I mean, and it, what's funny about it is that a lot of things that uh, Clive Owen says, like the things he bitches about throughout the movie, I don't know if you guys yeah. knew this, are actually things that the director himself can't stand and bitches about. So where he goes off on this whole tirade about no one using a turd signal, and if somebody would just use a turd signal, they'd all be safer. I did not know this, no. It's all shit the director bitches about throughout his life. He gave him every one of his little picadillos that drives him crazy are things that Clive Owen bitches about throughout the movie. And I will say this, you know, one of the things uh, Michael Davis said about the film, uh, and this is somebody who was going to be brought up later on, um, he, he, a lot of his inspiration was from Hard Boiled mm-hmm. and John Woo. And basically, when he put this movie together, uh, when he when he when he pitched this movie, he put together an animated reel right. of everything. Right. Animatics. Then, animatics, yeah. Right. And he basically at the end said, "This is John Woo's wet dream." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know, I think he's right. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't have the eye. No, 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 no. Artistically, John artistically, Woo has. John Woo is is a genius. Yes, this guy I'm not saying one that. Of, no, but it, he, uh, B-movie-wise, he is so just, gosh, <laughs> this is such a fun movie. Yeah, this is the movie that you, when you, uh, I, I'm, I'm dating ourselves, but when you woke up and there was a one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning movie on, this is the movie you wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, it's also Monica Bellucci's topless <clears throat> in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that movie has everything. Paul it Giamatti really is probably one of the best characters, is one of the five best character actors working today. Period. Period. And uh, yeah, yeah. And he's one, and honestly, he's Clive one of Owen's my. Owen's actually a good actor as well. He's yeah. Just, I don't think he he's not been cast in a lot of movies that would have. He didn't well, get well, Bond. He was going to say at one point. It, I mean, this was kind of his. I didn't get Bond film, right? I mean, in yeah, some he ways, didn't get Bond. Yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah, I I thought we should spend some time talking about shoot 'em up. I didn't know if I figured one of you all was going to bring it up, but at the same oh, time, that's I was, a good picture. Oh man, if you haven't seen it, seen it. That's one of the three movies that I want to borrow from Joe that he has a copy of that I do not. So how do you too. not have a copy of shoot 'em up? Uh, I yeah, don't know. Shelf over here. All right, all James. Right, it's, way, your turn. it's not streaming on anything that you you have to pay for it all. It was free. It was on a streaming service for free, like Tubi <laughs> or something, last month, and I did not watch it. 
it should be on this is my problem with hbo max real quick is that movie was made by new new line cinema i know who owns new line cinema i know who owns the catalog there's no reason for that not to be on hbo max maybe they're holding it pisses me off anyway go yeah i one that actually I was going to do shoot 'em up, but since Chad did shoot 'em up, and this one actually wasn't originally on my list, but it to me has that manic atmosphere of shoot 'em up, even though it is completely different than shoot 'em up. And oddly enough, the guy that has the guns most often doesn't use them as, mo- as much as other people do in the shooting action. I think Guns Akimbo has a lot of gun violence. Oh man, uh, Guns yeah. Akimbo is a lot of fun. It's, it is. It's not. The, Shoot 'em up has this manic energy, which is kind of in Guns Akimbo. But if you if you're not familiar with Guns Akimbo, Harry Potter, aka Daniel Radcliffe, plays Miles, who is this really kind of a sad sack character. I he's out of he's his a league. troll. He's an internet troll. Yeah, yeah, and he, he he's out of his league. He's in most things, and the only place he has power is the internet, where people pay attention to him. And unfortunately, that kind of backfires on him. And one day he wakes up and has guns attached to his arms, or to his hands, like they bolt them on. Uh, I'm leaving out some of the plot to the movie, I know. But, and uh, basically, uh, there's an organization that puts, squares him off against somebody else, and he either has to kill them or they kill him, et cetera, et cetera. And it, star- and it also stars mine and Joe's favorite actress now, Samara Weaving. It's got a great cast. I mean, it really Joe, does. Joe, you're muted. Uh, I, it every time you go to push the button, so I'll go to mute to just keep from people hearing me cough. Sorry, but also, can I give a shout out? That director did a movie, a little small horror film that I thought was just tremendous fun called Deathgasm. Before this, so if you get a chance, if you like Guns Akimbo, check out Deathgasm. Bloody Is that about the heavy, That's yes. the heavy metal band, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a good fun. film. It's that's fun. Jason, and the director is Jason Lee Halden. Yep. Is that Am I saying that correctly? I'm pretty sure he's from New Zealand. Yeah. But no, I mean, if if you like films where there's a lot of gun action, a lot of things like that, and you haven't seen Guns Akimbo, it is. If you've ever wondered, though, how do you pull up pants when you have gun hands, this movie will finally answer your burning questions. Yeah, I believe that was my favorite movie of 2020. Yeah, it was. It, it really was. It's a whole lot of fun. And if you haven't seen it, check it out it's on amazon prime i believe if, if you have that on, if you have that streaming service you uh, yeah it's just everything about that film is great and it's another thing uh, and it's another example and there's several examples now of daniel radcliffe is a phenomenal actor who has proved that he can chameleon into because he did guns akimbo woman in black swiss army man army man horns horns he he he, he I honestly take away watch harry everything Dan, watch everything daniel radcliffe did except harry potter jungles even a, jungles even a good film watch harry potter if you got kids it's good for them i just don't you know necessarily engage with the author go ahead <laughs> oh i'm sorry um well let's talk a little bit about john Wu because you've already brought him up yeah Woo! go ahead Chad? No, I just want to say what. No, no, I said yeah. Let's the killer is fun, but damned hard boiled is one action scene after another, and they're all beautiful as hell. Mm-hmm. They're one exquisite painting with gun violence hung here in the art museum after another, one after another, one after another. And and if you watch the and in this case, it's fine for me to tell you to watch the English dubbed version. Because hearing an English actor or someone who is speaking English trying to do the dubbing and doing the bad dialogue because Wu is ripping off Hollywood, but he's doing it better than them. And you're a cop. Hard boiled. Just makes me smile. Just makes me smile, Chad. James makes me smile. They're beautiful films. So basically, I want to throw The Killer and Hard Boiled together. But if you have to pick one John Woo movie, do Hard Boiled. After that, he did a couple of really fun films in America. One being I call the last best practical effects action film. And what I mean by that is there's no CGI in this movie, to my knowledge. I may may remove some wires or something. But Face Off, to me, 
was the last gasp of a practical action film. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. What happened after that? I mean, it's almost all CGI after that. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it was kind of like of a big budget. There's lower films and we can talk about them in a minute, but those big budget action films that Hollywood used to make like Die Hard, those, those are, those aren't all painted in a computer. They blew that shit up. Those people fell off that roof. These things happened. There's some composite images. People went downstairs. I mean, people, you know, you're right. Act, people you're, fell you're downstairs. Stunt, yeah. Your stunt doubles were, they got paid for a reason. Right. Can, and can, can we do a side note off. just real quick yeah, about face off? I find so John Wu, again, amazing director. But I I always laugh that that right after Face Off, his follow up was Blackjack with Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) I wonder if that was shot before and came out after. It may have, but you know, you know, have you all ever ever seen that? No. Okay, it's it's Dolph Lundgren. I believe is a bodyguard. No, he's a U.S. Marshal, and he's meant to protect this client. But he has a deep fear. Do you want to know what that fear is? 21. The color white. And you know how they initially get the upper hand on him? Wow. He gets into a gunfight in a milk factory. <laughs> if I, I swear to God, I hope to God I'm remembering this movie right. It has wind talkers. Huh? I was joking. Let's just think of another John Woo film. I really am yeah. hoping I'm... Chet, Chet I, I have a question. Do you know, is that based on a book? I don't know. I, I just, Because I, in my mind, in a book, that works better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you can flesh out and you get the inner monologue. But I can see as on a film, that would be difficult to translate. I, was I just remember, I swear to God, if, 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 if any of our listeners, if I'm remembering this wrong, which everybody knows who listens to this show, I have a tendency to do. I remember watching this because Black Face Off had come off, and I'm like, John Woo, I gotta see Blackjack. Plus, it's Dolph Lundgren. And within like 15, he's afraid of the color white. How I'm are curious. They- I've never seen it. I wonder if it was shot before Face Off. I, w- it I may wonder if it was shot for more Broken Arrow. Because Broken Arrow mm-hmm. was his first big, big Hollywood blockbuster, right? Yeah, I think so. See, I didn't care for Broken Arrow when it came out. It was okay. Uh, I'm- I, I I liked it, but yeah, but I, was I love big... Face Off. Still do. I still oh yeah, that still do. Scene at the end of it, I and the, all the practical effects, and you know that those people and those stunt. Oh, guys somewhere still... somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. Man. Oh, oh my God. He couldn't get the rights, so so we ended up talking about hard boiled, and now I'm talking about Face about Off. Well, I'm really talking about John Woo. John Woo. Because it's hard to just narrow it down. But you're right, Chad. He really wanted the original Judy Garland and couldn't get the rights. It's just kind of funny with with uh, hard boiled and you know the killers is Chow Yun Fat started off as a guy who used guns, and then somehow he evolved into a martial arts person with bulletproof monk, uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. You know, it just went on and on. Pooh Bear. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, F- it was just. FYI, Chad. A, you're right. He suffers from leukophobia, fear of white. Um. It is, it was made in, it was actually made as a pilot, the TV movie pilot to do oh, a shit. series based on that. Um, so the film was intended as a backdoor pilot for a television series, which would have focused on Lundgren's character, Jack Devlin, but it was not successful financially and was not chosen to go to series. So I would almost bet, I don't have this date in front of me, that Joe's right that it was originally done before in my uh and and it I, didn't uh I just remember him getting into the fight in the milk factory and then all of a sudden him crippling with fear and couldn't get off the ground because he was covered around with the color white. I was like, oh my God. It <laughs> so happened. stupid. It so anyway, yeah. Uh, Joe, good pick. <laughs> Who's next? I guess it's me and I'm struggling. Just I don't know one. which one it's I, I'm going to they tuned out. <sighs> <laughs> it's between two I'm going to talk about this one just because I watched it over and over again, and I know it's not a perfect film, but I really love Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis. 
Yeah, it, it's on a lot of lists. If you Google best uh, shoot them up or shoot, scene, you know, fight scenes with guns, it's on a lot of lists. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw it on a couple when I was because, yeah. And I ignored all those lists, to be honest, because I went, well, what about? And I ended up, I'm picking the ones I did the what about ones. So, yeah. Uh, uh, it was between this uh, and, and Guns Akimbo. And since James brought that, I was like, ah, oh, man, I just loved Last Man Standing. It was just, uh, the movie itself is just basically it's Jay, Joe, Joe Jimbo, right? Yo Jimbo, thank you. Yeah, yeah Yo Jimbo, which was also directed uh, by Walter Hill. Yeah, uh, but what I'm saying is it was actually it also dollars. Clint Eastwood Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. Um, it's about this man who comes into town. It is directed by Walter Hill, and he goes into this small Western town, and there's two mobs takes places in the in the 20s or 30s and there's these two mobs who are fighting one another for this town because it's like kind of like a pinpoint for illegal booze and he just comes in and plays them both and it ends in one of the most spectacular gunfights with the christopher walkins yeah that's the very last part but yeah and christopher walken plays like the very tough which is kind of weird and it's very weird how they shot that they make christopher walken look like this big menacing beast of a man but everybody knows Christopher Walken. He's this thin rail, like nothing man. Of his number, they, you actually know him? No, but they made him look. Like, they gave him. If you like, know him, and he ain't been on our show yet. I'm offended. I'm oh, a little God. pissed at you about that. But you put some shoulder pads in him, and, and Christopher Walken suddenly becomes like a, a muscle bound henchman. It's just weird. <laughs> By the way, Christopher Walken. I, I, I was I was watching something the other day on YouTube. And I let it play and it jumped to this scene and it's the scene from seven psychopaths. I know you, I, I don't mean to interrupt your thing, Chad. No, no, go for it. it. It's the entire scene in seven psychopaths where they pull up to him and he's walking down the road, put your hands up. No, I'm not gonna. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I just love Christopher Walken. He's my favorite working actor today. Sorry. <laughs> he got a I job. I don't want to do that. I don't well, I, I got a gun. I don't care. Who, just who, great. What's that guy's name? Neil McDonough? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That guy could... Oh, that is a damn good writer. Yeah. Anyway. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's one of my favorite scenes. Is uh, And one of my favorite... It's not even Bruce Willis, because Bruce Willis, he does... The, 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 the ending fight scene between Bruce Willis and the entire mob, in my mind, is amazing. Uh, I came, it came out... At, when did it come out? It came 94? out when I was 96. Okay. So I was 16 years old and, you know, seeing that uh, at 16 after, you know, like I said, all the, the films that I'd seen, it's just uh, with guns. I just, it was just blowing my mind. Um, but one of my favorite scenes actually is William Sanderson confronting David Patrick Kelly's character Doyle at the end mm -hmm. and blowing him away with the rifle gun and, and rifle gun with the rifle. And <laughs> rifle Christopher gun. Walken, Christopher with Chuck Connors, this ABC, this fuck. <laughs> He's going to have to call the police cops. Police cops right after rifle gun. And basically, Chris, weekly. And Christopher Walken basically just looks at Bruce Willis and goes, so you're going to have him do me too? And William Sanderson being William Sanderson goes, nope, I'm good. I'm just going to sit down and watch. <laughs> I, it's, it's just one of those scenes that, I, that it plays in my head over and over again. I love it. James, what do you got? I have to mention this one because it, it's a movie that a lot of people like uh, it's not a perfect film. There's more drama that went on behind it, but it does have one of the best shooting scenes, fight out scenes. But what makes it even better is when it gets reenacted and told back and forth between flashback because William Defoe declaring there was a, a fire fight. You're going to steal my next one. <laughs> boondock saints, saints when the duke uh which is billy Connolly, and it made me realize because billy Connolly, to me up until i saw this movie was he's a comedic actor he's comedy he's he does some other stuff but it's really but you see him as the duke and they took this oh whimsical actor that does comedy and all that stuff and they make him into the most intimidating cigar chomping figure that when they say he's going to square off against the boys the, the boondock saints the two brothers it, it it's this moment of trauma and it the thing that makes that fight scene so cool is again when william defoe is reenacting it and he goes it was six guys with guns 
And the poor detective that never gets anything right goes, what if it was one guy with six guns? And he goes, oh, shut up. And then you flash back and it is one guy one with guy six, with six guns, guns, just yeah. pulling them out, pulling them out, shooting them, switching. It is, and the, the, the rapid response to that scene, because they do get hit, they get shot, but they can't be traced. So they're, you know, they're trying to spray ammonia on the blood to ruin it for sampling. While the, all of this, it is just one of the most uh, kinetic, fast moving shootout scenes. But with Billy Connolly as the Duke, it's just one of those great roles. And allegedly, we'll get a Boondock Saints 3, but nothing from that franchise, nothing else in that movie really tops the shootout between the Duke and the brothers. And then, of course, I won't, I mean, if you haven't seen Boondock Saints yet, you get more of the story about why they can't kill each other by the end of it but it's a great great shooting scene and hopefully when we get part three it will be better than part two and actually not as confusing (laughs) yeah that guy had (laughs) one good movie in him by the way which and and credit to him i mean if you if you're really interested if you've seen boondock saints because you love norman i agree uh watch overnight yeah which is the making of that film and find out i mean at one point Robert De Niro was going to do it. And you'll find out why everything kind of fell apart and why it kind of slid under the radar. That being said, he had one movie in him, but he played it well. I agree. Has, I agree. He, he went down with it, it. And and I, the Boondock Saints at one point was one of those hidden gems. I don't know that it is anymore. It's okay. Yeah. It's got a cult following now. It's got know? a major cult following. But at a time, you're like, it was easy to walk into a room and go, has anybody seen this? And no, you show it to them and it'd be like, what the fuck is this? I mean, the exactly. Yeah. And then by the end of it, people are doing that in Shepherds. We shall be the entire boondock prayer. So yes, yes. So if you've never seen boondock saints, especially the first one, uh, if you're a fan of the walking dead, it stars Daryl. Yeah. Norman Reedus. Before he was Daryl. Norman actually. And, and at, I guess at the time, really Sean Patrick Flannery and yeah. William Defoe were the stars. William Defoe, yeah yeah powder Um, yeah yeah but i mean it was it is just a i I guess a two-second summary of it is they're they're two irish brothers very religious they basically come to an epiphany that they're going to stop crime that's it don't need a plot that movie's too much fun (laughs) yeah don't pick at it too long just let it happen right all right i mean i am racking my brain for the third one and I really want to do the good and bad, and the ugly, but I can't because we've already talked about it. And a lot of the ones I want to do are Westerns. Like I, and I'll talk about honorable mentions in a few minutes. Yeah. But this is basically a Western and this movie introduced me. I went to Fugit cinema after high school came out in 95. I was dating a girl. We went to see it. I would try to get away from high school. Sometimes I'd sneak off early. Don't tell anybody. It clearly affected my I, career and the rest I of my I would say, life. I think you're past the statute of limitation for well, that. Don't, yeah. don't tell the other stuff you've done. And don't I'm glad you're this. doing this one. I'm glad you're doing this one because that takes a load off my mind because it was between this one and another one. Well, you don't know. I could not not be doing Desperado. Yeah, no, you're doing Desperado. <laughs> but I didn't know who Robert Rodriguez was. I hadn't seen. Neither did I. I hadn't seen I'm... El Mariachi. And I, you know, the movie came out that weekend and I saw the trailer and it wasn't like it was a bunch of fanfare. And I just, that was what was out. And I saw it and it blew my mind. I, yeah. That whole opening scene was Steve Buscemi in the bar recounting about the time when a big, dark Mexican son of a bitch came in with a with a guitar case full of guns and shot the shit out of everybody in this bar to Cheech Marin and telling the story and how it was shot. It was like Sam Raimi did acid and then humped Tarantino. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot, of scene, a lot of stuff uh, from Rodriguez is, is Raimi, but a lot of it is other people too. And I just loved it. What are you going to say, James? I, I just want Shout Factory when they do the next next special edition of, <laughs> of Desperado to be like, according to Bonehead Weekly, <laughs> this is like, and put your exact quote. <laughs> and that, that could be the full cover. Just write that on the cover. You don't need to. So I didn't know who San Antonio Banderas was. I didn't know Salma Hayek. All these people were introduced to me in, Sal- in Desperado. And basically, it's a sequel to El Mariachi. So Robert Rodriguez was a kid raised in Austin. He's not. He's not raised in Mexico like some people think. 
but right. he spoke Spanish and he wanted to make movies and he came up with an idea and I won't give the, I'll give you the quick cliff notes version yeah. of how he got the money, but he came up with an idea of if he just did an exploitation film and did it in Spanish, people would think it was art house. He was right. Yeah. That's how he got into the industry. And he did his low budget film, shot was it, it. Was it 7,000 Joe? 7,000 original, but those numbers are always fake because they, they end up blowing up the film when the studio gets it and spending hundreds of thousands. You know how this goes. Yeah. 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 To be able to release it, but he did it. And then he got a movie deal out of it, made a movie and he and Tarantino came up together. They're, they're really good friends. Well, they were really good friends. I'm assuming they still are. And <clears throat> excuse me, Desperado was like nothing I've ever seen. So he made a sequel, but it's kind of a remake. But it has the guy from the original. And then he had the balls to have this great gunfight, have another gunfight in the bar later on. And then at the end of the movie, when you're about to have the, the ultimate gunfight, what does he do, Chad? He, you cut. You dissolve. Yeah. yeah. And then you just, he won. Here's a little bit of trivia for you two. Well, I think it just goes probably- to a flash of white. And you're like, what the hell just happened? And he gets away with it. Yeah. So here's what I want to give you a little trivia for you go. If nobody knew it, the great late, late, great Raul Julia was actually cast as a villain. Supposedly when he finally cancer succumbed to cancer, he was reading the script. Wow. He I had the script that. in his hand. That was who was going to play the villain. He wanted to play the villain, but cancer finally beat him before he had the chance to shoot the role. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And that's, that was the one, that was the one thing that I su- thought suffered from Desperado is the villain. It was so dead. He's not a bad actor. No. It's just, can you imagine Raul Julia? Yeah. Oh, he would have, he would have ate the scenery. He just ate it up, you know, and it's just a, such a fun movie and the gunfight and the way it's shot. I just love it. So, and, and you know him and, you know, even at, even in the aftermath with uh, Danny Trejo and then him walking down the, the, the side the wall and it just trailing his blood. Uh-huh. But also, like I said, you know, the, that is one of the best scenes. I think in movie history is he's on the floor wrestling for guns and everyone they fire is click, click, empty, empty. And it's just like every single time you're like going, Oh, especially when you're watching it for the first time in 1995 and you're going, Oh, Oh, yep. And they're trying to shoot each other. And then all of a sudden he grabs his neck, right? Yeah. Twists it, breaks it and says, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and the only way that only Antonio Banderas because it barely comes out as fuck you. And by the way, I want to point out uh, off topic, uh, the movie Assassins. Yeah. It's worth watching, just watching Antonio Banderas play an absolute psycho shithead. That's all I'm saying. Uh, But um, yeah, I I love Antonio Banderas. But yeah, I highly recommend Desperado. I'm glad you said it though, so I can move on to one of my other ones. (laughs) I mean, there's other Robert Rodriguez gunfights. I mean, there's a a couple of great ones in From Dust Till Dawn. And don't get me started on Shark Girl versus Shark Girl and Lava Boy. Yeah. Or lava, lava actually, girl and shark boy. Actually, it, it, it's I know it's a spiritual sequel. So I guess technically it's a direct sequel, but even once upon a time in Mexico ha- is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a it lot is, of yeah. fun. It has it some is. great fight scenes. Blind uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp trying to shoot around. I mean, that's he just has. There's something about his flair <laughs> for shooting scenes. Yep, and the scene about por- the pork. Yep, man, yeah. I gotta go in the kitchen. <laughs> Cook. Yeah. <laughs> we still do this line if you've ever seen once upon a time in mexico this is something the boneheads say to each other off air all the time well when we used to go places and do things and have a good time you know before yeah. bonehead yeah. <laughs> in the before four times yeah all right chad all right well since you didn't do since you did desperado that takes a lot of stress off me i'm going to talk about a movie that came out i think this year guys uh and it's i will admit again it's a flawed film but man, there is one sequence where it is absolutely amazing. Uh, and I hate the fact that I like Chris Helmsworth. I hate it. I just want to point out how much I hate that I like Chris He's Helmsworth. He's so funny. He By the is. way, that was one of the things, and, and I know people have different feelings about this, but that was one of the most fun things about um, before Ghostbusters, now called Ghostbusters Answers the Call, came out. They were talking about Chris Hemsworth being in it. Am and, I saying Helms or Hems? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's Hemsworth, isn't it? It's Hemsworth. I might be yeah. saying Helms. I don't know. But yeah. Ed anyway, Helms, Chris they, Helms. They talked about having to shoot with him, 
and the fact that he it was a just a phenomenally nice person but b that honestly there's this feeling that there's nothing he can't do because they were saying they would be you know they'd strike a scene they were setting up the other scene and he would just wander off and be singing but that he sang so well that you were like why aren't you a recording artist and he goes oh i'm not that good but he was and i'm like but he's so down to earth about it. I'm like, that's the type of people that you love to hate, but also you know hate to love because they're yeah. just And he so... just looks like the guy that would be a douchebag in real life. I mean, it's just, that's the one thing I hate. I just like, I want to hate him, but everything he does, I, I enjoy. That's his character and, in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They turn him into the douchebag because of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about extraction. Have okay. either one of you? Yeah, I saw it, but I didn't like it. And I was bored. So which I'm part not of a big, it did you like? The well, it's it's the it's the scene it's the sequence where it looks like it's one long shot. I had, and I want see, I did I didn't care for it so much I don't even remember. So this this one sequence I will agree with Joe I was not overwhelmed by the film but there about 30, 35 minutes in there is one scene where it suddenly kicks in and it makes you think it's one continuous shot. Now if you know what you're looking for you see the cuts, but it's one continuous shot that starts with a car chase, becomes a knife fight, and then it becomes a gun battle. And the gun battle is what I want to focus on for extraction. It is really superbly choreographed because, and it's, we mentioned this in the, in the, the, the part one where both James and I, where we all, I, I don't, I don't remember Joe's side of it, but we all like that fight scenes that take place in close quarters. Where everything is just cramped, and oh there's boy, no way Daredevil. out. Oh boy, Yeah, there's stuff. no way out other than to fight. And they do this with guns, and you don't see that a lot in gun movies. It's usually, you know, they are in close vicinity in a lot of times. But this is they are in a narrow hallway, and there's five people with guns, and Chris Helmsworth is moving between them, shooting them, using the other guy's gun, knocking it out of the way to shoot the other guy. It's it for those few minutes it makes up for the rest of the movies being kind of boring <laughs> but and if you haven't seen it it's on netflix it's a netflix special it's a netflix only movie yeah, um that came out last year it, it, i think it did come out last year um i there are parts in it that are entertaining but um and that gun battle is worth the price of admission for me james I'm going to go with one, and actually, I, this wasn't one I was going to go with, but Joe mentioned this, and it made me think, oh, that's a movie that... So, there was a movie that was made for $2 million, came out, made $18 million at the box office, which, if you're doing quick math, that's a nine times multiplier. Huge success, right? No, it wasn't, because it was a movie that was made, studios competed over who was going to actually release it, and the company that finally won bought it for 10 million dollars and they bought this two million dollar film for 10 million released it only made 18 they weren't happy about it but i was actually thinking about this and when joe said that it made me go oh that's that's one i should bring up because it's unique it's weird it's it, it we mentioned it before in passing but i was re-watching parts of it the other day i caught it and I was like, oh, yeah, this is an interesting gunfight scene. Hardcore Henry. And the yeah. best, one of the more interesting parts of that movie is a fight scene. So Hardcore Henry, if you're not familiar, is first person. You are, as, as the viewer, you're basically seeing whatever he sees. And it's got kind of a science fiction plot, kind of he's cybernetic or, or he's got these enhancements, but... And there's clones and none of that matters because it's just over the top weird. But there's a scene where he's being tra uh, trained by one of the clones, which is played by Charlito Copley. Is that how that's? Yeah. Yep. And, and so they're on this rooftop and there's these cars pulling up full of people and he's got a sniper rifle. And so, of course, since you're the, you see whatever he sees as he goes in the sniper rifle, you literally just follow him as he picks people off. But then things go crazy. There's a punk that shows up and starts blowing up cars too. It is over the top, but it's really unique because it is first person that whatever he sees through his sights is what you see. 
and then it bounces back and forth. And the movie is um, bizarre, and I, I believe we saw it in theaters, if I remember correctly. Um, but it is it's a fun if if you like over the top action movies, um, it, it, it is one. It's a lot of fun to watch because you do see everything through his eyes. So when he gets hit, you get hit. Uh, but when he's doing all the sniper stuff in that particular scene, and, and again, if you just want to YouTube that part, I think if you search uh, Hardcore Henry uh, Building Battle, it'll take you right to what yeah. I'm talking about. It is a unique gunfight scene where he is trying to pick people off. At one point, he has to run and all that stuff. And because it is first person, you get a little bit more of the feel of what it's like when you're trying to sniper scope and then bullets are going around you and then he moves the gun to get a different angle. It's, it's just an interesting take on it. So I thought as we were talking about fight scenes and with Joe's comment that sometimes movies lose money because studios uh, pay too much to buy them and release them, I, I thought I'd mention Hardcore Henry because it I'm is... Sure uh, I said that, but I don't remember when. You did uh, just about 10 minutes ago. You were talking about uh, the release of uh, Mariachi. And oh, well, was I was there. talking about they have to blow them up when I meant... But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I mean, that's the same thing because once they bought it for $10 million, they then had to do all the advertising yeah, yeah, yeah. for that 18 million gain off a $2 million movie, because actually there was going to be a sequel to hardcore Henry. And I think the director just put it to bed technically last year. He finally said, I just don't think it's going to happen because it was considered a loss, even though in theory, it was a $2 million movie that made 18 million. Yeah. Um, but and the same director gave us nobody, which I don't think will have a sequel, which is depressing to me. So and by the way, uh, no, nobody would have got been an honorable mention, but I don't. And honestly, it would have replaced Extraction. But I can't talk about nobody specifically the gun battle scene because these two haven't seen it. And I've I got it upstairs. It. I bought it. I went to I'm, read. It. I went to rent it on Redbox, and then it's so you can buy it. And I was like, oh, it's four. I could rent it on Blu-ray for two dollars or own it for four ninety-nine. Plus, I wanted to buy something from a Redbox and see how that worked. <laughs> so upstairs going to watch it was going to watch it till the kid melted down saturday so yeah let I, me know i'm not, I'm not I sure it. when it's I, somebody told me that it was going to be available for on black friday for 3.99 and and i'm going to pick it up if it is just everyone yeah. and then uh, I'll, you I, all I wanted to see kind of... it because it's got christopher lloyd in it and i'm i'm an easy sell for anything christopher lloyd's in. yeah i will not talk about that until these guys watch it so it would have been it would have replaced <laughs> extraction because i mentioned it in the first one but anyway so all right. honorable mentions joe yeah, honorable mentions. Uh, all the westerns. <laughs> well, they Every all single are one. good. I mean, there's I've got I've, I've got one western. Actually, online. I was about to say, but actually, there's a ton of them, guys. On no, and I was going to say, Open oh, Range, Tombstone, the old, Tombstone. What about the OK Corral? Actually, it has a good gun battle from 1960. What? What? For the meme generation, <coughs> I have to say, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, is, the bad, and the ugly. Simple. Because my kids have never seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. But that scene where people have now spliced in that little girl rolling her eyes and the big-eyed cat and all that stuff. But that scene, the three of them squaring off, there's two types of people in this world, those with shovels and those who dig. Um, those with guns and those who mm -hmm. dig, sorry. But that scene, I mean, uh, Joe's right. It is. It, you don't have to see that movie it has been memed so much that that gunfight is. It, well, they know the music. Yeah. They know the movie. But but my honorable mention, other than all the Westerns, is, and I will get screamed at if we don't say it out loud, because they're all damn fun movies, is John Wick. Oh, yeah. We're going to get, yeah. I, gentlemen, if we don't mention John Wick. we're. I was going to mention gonna, John Wick, but I figured it was too on the nose. I, and by the way, I don't know that they get better. But they don't get worse. No. The sequels. One's no. about as enjoyable as the next. I mean, the first one has the dog thing. So you're kind of always attached to the dog thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the second one is good. The third one was a hoot. Was a hoot. Yeah. Yeah. The second one, it was like the first one was great. The second one was good. It kind of it kind of went down a little bit, but it's still it's still good. They're all good. And then and then three went. Whew. And now I think my biggest worry is they're going to go a little too crazy with adding a part four, but man, I'm so super excited about part four. Those John Wick films are fantastic. They're beautifully shot back to what we were talking about earlier. They're beautifully shot, have wonderful action scenes in them. And it's tailor-made for yeah. <laughs> frankly, for Keanu Reeves and his acting style. 
Yeah. He doesn't and have I, to act. Yeah. And like I said, we would have, I would have mentioned John Wick, but I, there was just other ones that in John Wick kind of is a entity of upon of itself that these others I thought needed to be mentioned. So they, they, it is, but I, I wanted, I could not get out of here with saying, don't worry. We love John Wick. Yeah. Chad. Okay. Um, along with John Wick, we should briefly mention the Matrix. Right. Yeah. Bullet time. I mean, bullet time. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was revolutionary at the time. The unfortunate uh, problem is that everyone did it after. Yeah. Ugh, wing commander. It's, it's <laughs> kind of, it's kind of like the Robin Hood, right? Yeah. Earl Flynn's Robin Hood with the shadows on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that was done, everybody's like, oh, that's cool. Let's do that. So um, the other honorable mentions I want to give, uh, Joe, uh, we just said it, but Tombstone, love Tombstone, especially the battle, I, you know. Tombstone um, is nowhere near, nowhere near historically accurate. No. But neither was at Gunfight all. at the OK Corral oh. that I mentioned earlier. And I don't think the actual gunfight lasted a minute. The whole third act of the original gunfight or the gunfight at the OK Corral is the gunfight at the OK Corral. But Tombstone yeah. is one of those movies that is chocked full of fantastic character actors. Yes. Everyone in that movie delivers. That and movie quotes. was amazing and was secretly directed by Kurt Russell. See and our I'm, episode with William Sandell. I, I need to look up. I don't, I don't want I don't have time to look up the guy, but the 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 guy who was the main villain in uh James Cameron's movie about the Smurfs. Michael Avatar. Bean? It's called Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His, don't his don't look or don't breathe, dude. Yeah, that guy. His yeah. his his part in there where he just like goes and and breaks out the you know breaks through the glass and <laughs> tries to fire, and then they just fire at him, and he just he's such a he's coward. Ike, um, Ike, um, it's not Cannon. What are the last names? I forgot. I keep wanting to say Clampett. <laughs> it's Clint Clinton. Ike Clinton. 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 Clinton, Clinton gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Clinton gang. I mean, all these um, people existed in history, folks. The, just do not go look at Tombstone for history. Yeah. Accurate. By the way, I I want to own about why I knew the Clinton gang. Uh, do I know it because my father watched tons of westerns? No. Do I know it because there's a Star Trek episode called Spectre of the Gun where they have to tra- where they are trapped in an, in a town recreated by aliens where they have to fight the Clanton gang? Yes, yes, I do. That's a good reason. Yeah, right. no, you're right. Uh, Tombstone, Tombstone's a great movie, and still holds up. Yeah. Uh, so my other th- uh, guys, I got three, and I'll be real quick about them. Uh, the Untouchables. Yep. That actually uh, was the- on one of my honorable mentions. It's played for melodrama. It's a gunfight played for melodrama. That 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 carriage going down the hill. If you're talking about the stairway, yes, yeah. Hill. But when the naked gun makes fun of you, you know you've tapped into something. Oh no, yeah. no. And I was about to say, and it's and that's why it deserves a mention. Is it's not just a shootout. If it was a shootout, it would still be great. It would still work. Yep. But because it's also played for melodrama, I mean, you literally have everything going. There's a child at risk. There's a sailor that gets shot randomly because he's going up the stairs. When it slows down in slow motion, and he's trying to get to the carriage, and there's shooting, and the uh-huh. one the uh, it's it's played for melodrama, but it is truly a shootout Direct- that is just great. Directed by De Palma, Palma. written by um, holy shit, why can't I think of his name? David Mamet with an all star cast. Uh, there's everything in that movie works, and it's not a gunfight scene though. It does have one of my favorite gunplays. One of my favorite gun plays in a film is from Untouchables, and it's not a gunfight. Sorry, Chad, we took over. It's where no, Sean no, go Connery. For it. It's where Sean Connery takes the dead body outside, pretends it's still alive, and he's interrogating it. And of course, the dead body can't answer. He goes, "Oh, you're not going to talk," and he blows his head off. I know. So the other guy will talk. I'm like one of the best uses of a gun <laughs> in a movie, and it has nothing to do with a shootout. But I totally believe scene. that Scotsman playing an Irish beat cop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and the lines are over the top, but they're so great. That's the Chicago way. Where? So uh, the Untouchables, and then uh, I also got to mention the one gun scene that is iconic in movie history, and we wouldn't have got it if everybody didn't get the liquid shits. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yep. That is that is a phenomenal scene, uh, <laughs> and you're right, Chad. Absolutely reshaped the movie. Because that movie, that scene, and because everybody was sick, everybody had the dysentery. Did John <laughs> Reese Davies shit himself on camera? 
Yeah. yeah. He, he recanted it, recounted it. He talked about it later, and he just let it go. He just let it go. Couldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the entire scene, that scene, had it played out as a sword fight like they originally intended, it, Indiana Jones would have been a different character. But the yeah. fact that he finally goes, you know, the guys with the sword, it looks like he's all big and bad. And he said, goes, wait a second, more or less. He, wait a second, I've got a gun. Bam. It changed the way Indiana Jones would have been viewed. If he would have tried to do a sword fight, it would have been like, oh, he's a, he's a standard hero. Yep. This is not a standard hero. That scene, you're absolutely right, Chad, elevated the movie by accident. Yep. And yeah, and it's, it's still, it's, it goes down as one of the classics of movie history. And I mean, when you see movie, when you see highlights of action films, that usually is what ends the highlight reel is just that scene so yeah you've got to mention that and then finally i'll mention free fire um if you haven't seen it it's directed by ben wheatley it's basically one long gun battle and it has an amazing cast charlotte copley cillian murphy brie larson i could go on so i liked it okay but that was one that i wanted to love oh same here i'm i'm with it's you okay and it has Agreed. a great cast like you say but it's one I wanted to love. When those trailers came out, I wanted to love it. And I finally got to see it, and I was like, it's okay. Yeah, I agree. It, yeah. The, it is a concept and a movie that could have had a whole lot more to it, and they dropped the ball. I even like Brie Larson. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Even though I still say Captain Marvel is probably my least favorite movie of hers. Oh, really? But yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. We could right. go on. I could go off about... My, the marvel movies of late and I'm, I'm just not a fan of them but i won't but yeah no uh free fire if you haven't seen it i think it's worth checking out james i well i was gonna do yeah i touched world, but you covered that one i want to talk about if my honorable mention i'm only going to do this one because i think we've touched on the other ones that i was going to do but there is a movie that came out and it ended up on netflix because of the pandemic and everything and it is one of the I won't say it's the weirdest movie I've ever seen because that's definitely not, but it's just one where you're like, oh, okay, I'm not sure where this is going. It stars Felix Leitner, a.k.a. Jeffrey Wright, but, uh, and the plot is, actually, I'll give you the plot that is actually on Netflix's website. A retired naturalist, Jeffrey Wright. I've seen it. Journeys to Alaska at the pleading of a young mother, Robin I haven't Gino, yet. whose so son was killed by a pack of wolves. Yep. But when her husband, Alexander Skarsgård, returns home from the Iraq war, the news of his child's death ignites a violent chain of events. Now, what does that have to do with a gunfight? There is a scene in this movie where an M60 gets turned on a group of police that are, quite frankly, ill-prepared. Ill-prepared. They don't have the equipment. Yep. They don't, they're not, they're small-town Alaskan cops. They should never have to take on an M60. And that scene that gunfight scene, which is really one-sided for the bulk of the scene, as they plow down, yeah. I mean, he is just picking off. If he sees movement, he's staying down. He doesn't stop shooting till he runs out, and then he starts to reload. The movie is Hold the Dark. Yeah. It is it, one of the most – it actually depressed me more than any movie I've seen in the last three or four years. It is, but if you read that summary, I, when I started to watch it, I did not think, oh, there's going to be, what, what about halfway through, a pretty massive gunfight. Well, it kills all these innocent people. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, I mean. There's no retribution, and that's not even the dark part. No, no, that's what I, and that's what I mean. Chad, it, was, it gets if, darker. Wow. If, if you like gunfight scenes, this is a gunfight that went under the radar because the rest of the movie is the dark part. Yeah, when you start finding out the rest of the history and the dynamic between the husband and wife, and then it's just not dark in it, and it's not supernatural in any way like that at all. It's not a horror film. It's just depressing. But but there are I, seriously for some odd reason that movie, which I guess is well, it's well made it's, that it affected me well, that bad. And I was, I was say, by so, myself, and Krista came home and she went somewhere with the kid and came back. It's two years ago, and she goes, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I, I just this God." It was directed by, uh, and I may be getting this pronunciation wrong because I've only read it. But I didn't Jeremy, realize it was that old. I thought it came out last year. Jeremy Saunier is that 
Am I anywhere? He directed Green Room. Yeah, he directed Green, Green Room, Room, which I love. Oh, they're, they're, they're not, they then I automatically know it's depressing. Yeah, okay. Well, no, Blue it's Room. more to me. It's more depressed. It's not as good a movie as Green Room, Chad. Right. I, I prefer Green Room. Top. Uh, he also directed what's a, a Blue? What's it called? Blue Ruin. Blue, Blue Ruin, Ruin is also Ruin. a great movie. I enjoy them. This one's not a great movie, but it's very depressing. And then the reason it's not a great movie is I love to talk to you all about it, but <laughs> Chad hasn't seen as the third act. It doesn't quite bring it together. No, no. But but the, so again, it's a movie with atmosphere. Alaska's cold, folks, and yeah, you feel, and you it, feel it, it in this movie. It is cold. It is uncaring. And Not anymore. A, Thank you, global warming. <laughs> no. It, well, there's this entire... Plus, even though... And Joe's right. There's no supernatural, but there is this undercurrent of... And it does actually cast some native... Americans, some indigenous people, I should say, to Alaska are in the movie. <clears throat> but so there's also this undercurrent of the violence that it takes to live there, the violence of yeah. and the, the native people that have been living in that environment for so long. I mean, again, nothing supernatural about it, but there's this element of who's truly connected to the land, who's truly connected, who belongs, who doesn't. But it is along with all this stuff but it is if you've never seen it and you're looking for a gunfight if you just want the gunfight you're going to be disappointed yeah. but it does have a massive gunfight it's over two hours you know that takes all the air out of the room when it happens because i was sitting there watching going nope 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 like oh duck behind the car door yeah that'll start stop it no uh it, well it, and it honestly i forgot I, because i was like who was in that and i forgot elvis's granddaughter is the is the mom Raleigh Kauf, Kjof, I don't know how to yeah, say that. And I, I forgot, she's, by the way, a damn good actress and is in the other movie that depressed the hell out of me in the last four years, The Lodge. That's a horror film. Watch that. That'll make you sad. That'll make you real sad. The Lodge, so, gentlemen. I recommend it if you want to feel sad. <laughs> to quote Lewis Black, if you want to cut yourself to see color again... <laughs> But The Lodge and uh, Hold the Dark are two of the saddest movies I've watched in life. I forgot about the... Hold the Dark, is, <laughs> again, but if you just watch the trailer, you're like, oh, it's about... It's the gray, right? I mean, if you just watch yeah. the trailer, especially the 30-second trailer, you just see, oh, he she wrote to this naturalist because her boy was killed by wolves and she wants proof that he died. That's the 30-second trailer. That is not the movie I watched. Nope. <laughs> All right, we've went on too long about this. Are we done, gentlemen? Anything yeah, I, else? I'm good. The only other thing that I will say is, and it's not, there's not many of them, but I have to give a shout out. We talked about some franchises. James Bond does have some good gunfight scenes, but to be honest, they're relatively rare. I mean, he uses a gun, but most of the time it's other stuff. So, but I did want to yeah. say James Bond does have some gunplay that deserves some credit. All right. All right, this has been Bonehead Weekly. If you argue or don't like anything that you just heard, please message James Thomas. Did you say that you just heard? Heard. Just heard. You or done heard hear it here. Grrrr. <laughs>